With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hey, this is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. And it's another Fin Fans Podcast. I'm here tonight with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. Happy, happy day. Anytime yep. we win, right? Anytime. Uh, yesterday we uh, played the Falcons, and uh, Lewis and I are here to talk a little bit about our thoughts after the game. So they came out, Lewis, and I thought they, I mean, obviously they looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they did. They came out. They they moved the football pretty well on offense. Defense did a pretty decent job. Um you know, they, they look like they are prepared when they play a football game. It's not sloppy play on either side of the football field. Um, you know, if they're getting beat, they're getting beat because the other team beat them. It's that simple. It's not, it's not guys out of place. It's not guys running wrong patterns. It's not passes going one way and uh, receivers going the other way. That sort of thing. Everybody right. seems to be in the right place, and and they know what their job is, and they are executing very well in that process. I've really been impressed with the secondary. Uh, you know, they give up some passes here and there, but uh, I think by and large, they're they're playing probably about as well as they can play. Yeah, they are, Mike. But you know, I take that with a grain of salt. I mean, they went against AJ McCarron and a bunch of backups, so. You know, you got you yeah, got to be this where week. you're supposed to be, right? You do, but you know, again, you know, AJ McCarron is what a 30 year old vet and hasn't ever done anything in his career, and um, and now he's know. hurt and he may he may lose <laughs> his job. So but yeah, yeah that, that's uh, you know, yeah, Matt Ryan better stay healthy all year. But um, I mean, listen, yeah, I get what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying in regard to. You know, they have to be in the right place and they still got to go out and play. I mean, these are guys that are competing for jobs in the NFL. But, you know, it's not like they were going against Matt Ryan and Ridley and, right. um, you course. know, the, the rookie yeah, they'll, tight end. They'll be so challenged so. later in the season, right? They play him again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've got some offensive players. Matt Ryan's good quarterback. Um, but, um, you know, again, you know, they played a very solid football game on, on both sides of the football. It's really hard to gauge, you know, exactly where we're at in these type of games when, you know, you've got your number ones going against their number twos. And, you know, some of the number twos that you're going up against are not good number twos to boot. So, you know, that's where we're at in regard to that. But the bottom line is this, is that the team's prepared and they're playing really, really solid to a you know, I mean, if you want to get in the guys individually, we can start that. Uh, you, we can start right at the top, unless you have something else. No, no, that's a, that's a good place to start. I, I mean, I thought he looked comfortable. I'm sure you thought the same, right? I did. Yeah, I thought, you know, for the most part, he completed a good amount of his passes early on. You know, there was one drive where he threw some incompletions. Um, he tends to rush the ball at times when he doesn't have to, but... With that being said, there were other times where he showed a lot of patience in the pocket, where he stepped up, he moved around a little bit, he avoided a pass rush. That's what I'm noticing more this year than we saw last year. Yep. I don't know why it is, because I wouldn't think that anything has changed physically from that aspect, you know? Mm -hmm. But he seems to be a little more uh, capable of maneuvering in the pocket than I thought he was last year other than the Arizona game. It may have something to do, Mike, with the fact that he knows his checkdowns and so on and so forth. Maybe he's a little bit more prepared than he was last season. I I suppose. You got to keep that in mind because if you don't know, know where you're going if number one and number two are shut down, then that's a problem. And I think that he panicked 
sort of speak, last year when he got into those situations, held the ball too long, didn't know where to go or what to do, didn't know where his receivers were going to be, including the running backs or the check down guys, and he went into panic mode. Well, we don't even know he had check down guys, you know. <laughs> well, he, you know, to, to he admitted that to himself that he didn't understand, you know, where he needed to go with the football because uh, he didn't do enough studying. I mean, that's what I got from that interview. But the point is this, is that he seems to know where he's got to go with the football. He seems to know where the receivers are going to be. And when he has had to check down to other receivers, he knows exactly where they're at and he's getting the ball to them. And we're seeing positive plays, regardless of whether it's for three or four yards, it doesn't make any difference. You know, they're moving the ball in the right direction at, right. at, at all turns and that's the big difference. And, you know, that's what you always saw out of Fitzpatrick. You always saw something positive coming out of a play, even if it's only for three or four yards. And, you know, what you're seeing out of Tua this year is that type of play. Um, you know, he had some great passes down the middle of the field. I mean, you know, I say it week in and week out. I mean, Gasecki, I think he's primed for such a big year. And we don't even have our big guys on the outside lined up yet. When that happens, you know, the, the, the middle of the field, I mean, Jason Taylor even made, I mean, it sounded like word for word what I said a couple of weeks ago that he's a mismatch. Um, you know, you're not going to have a guy that can cover him on the football field. You're just not, unless you decide to maybe put a cornerback on him. And even in that situation, he better be a pretty damn tall cornerback because he has a size advantage. So this is a, mis- a mismatch that they're going to have over the course of the year that they that they have to take advantage of. And through two games, you know, Gusecki has, I mean, he's not lighting it up, but you never see a guy light, light it up in um, preseason. No, because but, they don't get enough opportunities. Exactly. But the few opportunities he has had, and down that one play down the middle of the field for like 30 yards was just fantastic. I mean, that's, that's two weeks of preseason football with two big catches for him basically down the middle of the field. And if he consistently does that over the course of this season, uh, he's primed for a big year. Um, I'm very, very excited about that that whole situation. Yep. He ran, for your information, seven, 17 routes. He had two receptions for 43 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the 30-yard catch, like I said, yep. was yep. just great to see down the middle of the field. Now, Tua, he did not throw an incompletion until the second quarter. And he right. started out, I think, eight for eight last week. Yep. So we are seeing a trend of him coming out in the first quarter and completing mm-hmm. passes. Yes. And I can't tell you how happy that makes me because I'm used to another quarterback who was was not the same type of quarterback. He couldn't do that. He couldn't come out of the gate and fire. Right, right. Agreed. Yep, absolutely. I mean, this is big. You want to get up on teams. And if he can continue to do that, we're going to win some football games. Yes. I mean, Mike, in our division – Okay, it's going to be vital time of possession. It's going to be vital. It's that simple. You play Buffalo, you can't get into a pissing match with them. I said it last year and going into this year, nothing's different. That team, you can't get into a pissing match with them. You have to play controlled football. You have to put drives together. You have to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. And the only way you're going to do that is if you do exactly what Tua has been doing. He holds on to the football. You go down the field. You get points. You, you keep your football team in the game. And then you hope that the other team makes a mistake or two. And you don't. Yep. And that's how you're going to be able to win this division and beat that football team. And the same thing is going to happen against New England. It's the same type of thing. If New England's offense doesn't have the football, then they can't score. So, you know, we can't have these three and outs and, and the way the offense played in the second half of last year. It, it's, you know, you're not going to win football games that way. So this is a very, very positive thing that we're seeing out of Tua. And um, hopefully it you know it 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 travels into the uh the regular season you know we 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 see much of the same i don't see any as any reason why we shouldn't you know unless we have offensive line breakdowns but with the type of pass routes that they're running and the type of plays that we're calling right now um you know the offensive line doesn't have to hold blocks for an awful long time well i think that's by design obviously right it is but I, I will say this, Mike. Um, 
you know, with that all being said, I would love to see them throwing the ball down the field a little bit. And I don't care who it is, who it's to, or whatever the case may be, just to show teams that, hey, you know, it, whether it's successful or not, that we're going to do this now. And yeah, I'm sure they will. I don't think preseason is the time to do that. Well, I mean, you know, it, there's. I, I look at it both ways. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. I don't know. You don't want teams necessarily sitting on our short routes to where they have a bunch of guys in the box, unless you're suckering teams into doing that, right. you know, going into the regular season, and then you're going to air it out. But when you're playing football games, you want to see at least a few balls down the field, down the sideline to your receivers. And um, what I have seen is the two longest passes or or some of the longer passes down the sideline has been to have been to the uh, the running backs. Yep. Ahmed, you know, he tried to hit him on another deep, you know, yep. ball out of the backfield again this week and damn near hit him. So, you know, that's that's what I feel that, you know, we maybe in game 3, you know, we show a little bit of that just to show teams that hey, you know, we're going to we're going to take our shots down the middle of the field as well. So, you got a lot to think about, you know, come come season start. But, um, you know, again, you know, you can't say enough about Tua. He looks like a leader out there. He looks very confident, which is another thing he did not, you know, he didn't look confident at all when he was on the field last year. You know, he didn't look like a guy that was in control of anything, and this year he does. You know, it it looks, you know, you get the feel that, hey, this is my football team, and I'm going to lead you, and, you know, this is is how we're going to do it. And uh, everybody seems to be on the same page, so. That's good. I mean, that's fun. You know, that gives you a feeling that maybe we can have a competitive football team. Now, I did see that the uh, Buffalo Bills <laughs> played the Bears and they won 42 to 15. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, 41 to 15. And, okay. and I didn't see the game. Did you Did you no, see anything of it? Not okay. at all. No, I didn't. I don't know if the starters played or... That's what I was going to ask you. Did the Bears show up? <laughs> I said, obviously they didn't. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what took place in that game. I mean, I barely watched the Dolphin game, so it was a busy weekend for me. And I, you know, Mike, I, I can't watch other teams during preseason. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. It, it's hard enough to watch, you know, the Dolphins during the preseason with all the, you know, the guys going in and out and whatnot. But I will say this: that this game. And even the last game were both very enjoyable. And the reason they were enjoyable is because you had a guy like Brissett, and let's talk about him a little bit since we're on the quarterbacks and then we'll move move on to some other guys. Brissett was 8 of 8 for almost 100 yards and yep. a touchdown, and he looks outstanding as that well. That fade he threw in the end zone was spot on. Oh, he! let me tell you something. He looks like... He understands exactly what's going on as well. And, you know, you feel confident in him. It, God forbid, Tua gets hurt or whatever the case may be, that he can come in and he can do a decent job. I mean, he looks very, very good through two preseason games. I'm very happy with him. And he makes the games, and this is what I was getting at, he's making these preseason games very enjoyable because not only is he playing well himself, but he's giving us opportunities to see these other guys, these other receivers, these backup running backs, these backup tight ends make plays in the offense. Whereas if your quarterback's back there, much like the Falcons dealt with and the Bears the week before to where they're not completing passes and not extending drives, you're just not seeing anything out of these guys in these preseason games. So it's not only given us an opportunity to be happy about the fact that he's doing well, but it's also given us an opportunity to see a lot of these other players uh, make plays. Guys like Merritt, you know, people like that. More you importantly, know. it's giving the coaches uh, the opportunity to see those guys make yes, plays. Yes, of course. Well, yeah, that's that's the number one thing. But I'm saying from a fan's point yeah, of well, view. Well, yeah, I'm you just know, saying, you know, Lewis, this receiver position is going to be real tough to shake out. <laughs> You're not kidding. These guys are playing well. I mean, Hollins, uh, you know, he played really well. Uh, right. And he's had, you know, he's had a good preseason so far. He looks strong. Yes. He looks capable uh, of catching the ball. I think he caught four or five uh, yesterday. 
Um, he had four. Yeah, he had four catches for almost fifty yards. He had a very good game. He had five targets, four catches. You know, we we were writing him off. So <laughs> we were, we were. I said there's no chance of him making this football team. But you know, you brought up the fact that he plays special teams, and that's a very good point because that may be the difference in a guy making the team and not making the team. And uh, you know, during the telecast, um, I don't think it was Jason Taylor. It was the other the other fellow that that announces the games. He made a point to where there's going to be guys on this roster that yeah, are going to get make cut, other teams, yep. that are going to make other teams. And and he's a hundred percent correct because they're extremely deep now. You know what I think it's going to boil down to is this: is that the type of receiver that they're that they are right and Hollins. To me, is another Devonte. He's another Preston Williams. Um, he's another receiver in that mold. Whereas uh, Malcolm Perry is more like a Waddle or an Albert Albert Wilson type, or right. uh, you know, or Grant. So it boils down to you know what what they see out of these guys, and um, I'll tell you what. I mean, it, it's going to be – I mean, you, you look at a guy like Merritt and the game that he had, it was like, you know, he, he, he made some big plays. He had a touchdown catch, and he had a couple other nice plays mm-hmm. in the game where he broke a tackle and was rumbling and bumbling down the field. But they're going to have a very, very tough time figuring out who they are going to be. You know, Hearn's getting hurt regardless of whether he got hurt or not. I, I, I didn't see him making this football team, so – I don't think he was gonna, you know, gonna be a difference maker in this group. Um, there's still a lot of tough decisions there is. A- ahead for that coaching staff. There's no question about it. Those last couple of guys are gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna be difficult to choose to choose who who does and who doesn't. And what about the running back position? It, it looked a little different last night, didn't it? It did. Um, you know, the three guys. You know, in, in my opinion, you know. Um, Gaskin looks outstanding. Malcolm Brown looked much, much better last night. He did. Uh, he was breaking tackles. He looked like the type of guy that will help us, that'll be productive in different situations for us. And I can't say enough about Ahmed. Ahmed looks very, very good. And I'll tell you what, the guy can catch the ball out of the backfield. Absolutely. I mean, they are throwing the ball to him. They're giving him opportunities. He looks very comfortable doing that. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, those three guys are on the football team as far as I'm concerned. As does Gaskins, by the way. He's been catching the ball well, too. Oh, uh, too. He, you know what? Gaskin showed me a lot last year in his receiving ability. Uh, he did a fantastic job. He made plays down the field. He made plays, you know, even – you know, five yards off the line of scrimmage that, you know, that he turned into big plays. I mean, he's a guy that's very, very capable. And, you know, back to my point, I mean, those three guys just playing at an, at an extremely... Yeah, talent uh, is not the question. The question for me with those guys is durability. Right, exactly. And and the fact is, is that if Gaskin does get banged up, I, I feel comfortable with Ahmed right now, you know, filling in in that role as far as catching the football out of the backfield and being able to run the ball and getting outside. I mean, he's got some speed yeah, there. I agree with you. I think he's faster than Gaskin a little bit anyway. He might be. He very well might be. Um, he he seems a little bit faster, but Gaskin is very shifty. Yep. And uh, he's sneaky. You know, he's sneaky. Uh, what's the word? He's sneaky tough, you know, in regard to his yard, you know, getting hit. You know, he can bounce and, and create a little bit, you know. Yep. Um, you're not going to see him just running over people, but he does bounce and, you know, create a few extra yards after he's initially hit. You know, the guy that I think's in trouble here is Laird. If Dokes makes the football team um, and doesn't get put on the practice squad, I, I just can't see Laird making this football yeah, team. Yeah, I would think Dokes would be on the practice squad, wouldn't you? Right, yeah. I mean, but Scarlett is another guy, you know, yeah. um, that could possibly take Laird's position. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Mike, it, it, like I said, those three first guys are going to be on the roster. They're going to be playing for us. And at this point, they're, bo- they're all playing extremely well. So 
you know, maybe the Dolphins were smart in not getting a running back in the draft. I mean, none of these guys are going to be world beaters, but Gaskin has the ability, as you watch him, to to go well over a thousand yards. You know, between receiving and rushing, easy this year if he stays healthy. Easy. He's going to be a big part of our offense. There's no question about that. How many players do you think are going to stay healthy with 17 games? That's my concern. You know. You know, Mike. In today's NFL. You know, it's a lot different than what we grew up on. I mean, we we grew up on running backs, you know, carry the, the, our main running backs carrying the ball 20 to 25 times a game and right. being on the field probably for 80% of them. Um, nowadays, it, it doesn't seem that way. I think that, you know, if a guy gets to around 60% of, you know, your plays that they're on the field for, you know, two out of every three drives, whatever the case may be, uh, that's a big number. And, you know, the receivers are always checking out also. You know, you see a guy, you know, on the field for, you know, a couple of uh, first downs and then you see them, you know, check out and they bring other guys in and out of the lineup, you know. So I think that the coaching and the players now, um, and this is a good thing for us, especially at the receiver position, is the fact that you can put guys in there that can still be productive. Now, are they going to be as productive as your number ones? No. Absolutely not, but they're still capable, and they're very capable. And I think it's package specific. You know what I mean? They'll yeah, that's another thing. For exactly. Waddle, they'll have a package for Wilson. You know, whatever. Yeah, and and you know what, Mike Shula has been Shula did that forever. You know, you can go back to you know the '72 team. Kick was in in certain packages. Merck was in in certain right. packages. And Zonka was always on the field. So, you know, th- that's, that's where you were at with them. And he went from there with guys like Tony Nathan. And, you know, he progressed into doing that forever. Now, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a whole friggin' different team that comes on the field in certain packages. You know, you see double tight ends. Yep. You'll see Malcolm Brown come in. You'll see, you know, the other two tight ends, maybe Kosicki go off the field. Uh, you know, you'll have your bigger receiver or your two bigger receivers on the outside. So, yeah, there's, there's packages that are going to depend on who we're playing, what the situation is. And I think over the course of the season – you know, you, you you just don't have that same situation as you did years ago where, you know, you had the same two starters, uh, wide receiver out there 90% right. of the time, right. the same tight end. Or the same two running backs, like, you know, fullback and a halfback. Exactly. You had those guys out there the majority of the time. It's a, it's, it's a different football game. And, um, you know, depth is key. You know, we, sh- we, we proved that last year. I mean, we lost a ton of guys. Um, you know, in my opinion, we're much deeper this year. Um, at some positions. Well, at wide receiver, yep. you know, specifically. We're not deep on the offensive line. No, we're not. I mean, but, you know, I'm thinking more, you know, in regard to the skill positions right yep. now because that's where you, you, you tend to fear injuries a lot more than you do across the offensive line. I mean, as far as I'm concerned – those big galoots across the line, you know, they, they should be able to play even if they're banged up a little bit. You know, I mean, we've watched guys do it for years. So, but when it comes to the skill positions, if you can't run, uh, you know, you can't run a pattern at full speed or whatever, it, it, it makes it very difficult. If you can't run the football out of the backfield at full speed and you can't cut, you, you know, you, you just can't get to the be job effective, there. right? It really is, you know, so, um, you know, but but as I said, the good thing, Mike, is that you know we're we're deep at this receiver position more so than we were last year. You I know, think the, we're the deepest we've been in, in a long, long time. A long, long time. I mean, you know, you got, you know, you got Wilson, you got Fuller, and you got Waddle. You got three guys on this roster that you did not have last year for a down. And you're adding them to the guys that we already had here, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Grant, you know, a Malcolm Perry. Uh, you know, you've, you've got Mac, Mac Hollins, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got these guys. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's going to be a fun season. I mean, the more and more you look at, you know, you look at these guys. Um, you know, the tight end position, you know, we can go to next. It's... You know, it's it's pretty deep there as well. Even though you didn't see a lot of the other guys, 
Um, you know, you saw Gusecki and not a lot of anybody else. Um, Injury-wise, we were talking about before we got on, Mike, I did see Smite limp off at one point in the game. Um, but I don't know how severe that injury was. But well, If um, I was Smythe, I wouldn't keep getting hurt because I think Shaheen has passed him on the depth chart. Right. And and uh, Hunter Long was back, yep. you know, at the tight end position, which is great. I mean, you talk about – I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, we're going position by position, and we're going to our backups. And, and we've had nothing but positives to say about our backups as well, starting with Brissett, yeah, quarterback. They're putting, they're putting pressure on the starters, which is what you want. Exactly. The running back position, the receiver position. I mean, now we're at the tight end position, and at every single – skill position you've got some depth there that you're comfortable with and i mean you know you you just think about that for a minute and how far we've come in two seasons it's remarkable it really is i mean you know you're only as strong as your 53 and right now this 53 is rounding up to be pretty solid what do you think of the defense defense you know hard to gauge you know because they look very good but again you know we were going against backups but um they're, you know, they're, they're very solid. Equan had a game of his life. Uh, he basically put himself on the football team with that game as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, he's a guy that made a lot of plays. And, my God, he looked like he was faster than everybody else on the football field last night. You know, and the way he was that's running. That's not around. how I remember him last year. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's, it's funny. But, you know, he, he, he played. He was outstanding. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He was He was phenomenal. Well, he's a veteran. Yeah. You know, seven solo tackles and four sacks and a safety on top of that. Uh-huh. I mean, my goodness. That's that's a hell of a game. <laughs> that's a game saying, hey, guys, you know what? Don't forget you better, me. <laughs> you better not cut me because I'll come back to haunt your asses if you do. You know, I mean, you know, we uh, we look pretty solid across the defense, across the board. I mean, need him again, you know. Uh, he hasn't been really burnt at all over these two games. Um, no. You know, he's been in position. Cornerback's so key. You, you have to have it. You have to have it. Um, yep. I got to tell you, I was questioning the depth of the cornerbacks a couple of weeks ago, and it's looking better. It really is. I just is. Hope, I hope they stay healthy and uh, continue to play at the level they've been playing. And obviously, the competition has something to say about that. But, you know, I think they've they've been like, you know, pretty much where they're supposed to be, like I said before, and uh, that's what you want to see. So hopefully they'll keep it up. Uh, did you notice Van Ginkle last night? Mm-hmm. I did. I thought he was outstanding. Yep, he played well as, as Sealer well. played very well. Yep, the guys across the defensive line in the middle played very well. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they did a really, really good job. Um, Phillips had a total of what two tackles in the game didn't see a lot out of him no i didn't you know um it's gonna be very interesting going into the season how much playing time he gets at this point because to me it seems like there's guys in front of him and i don't think the guys in front of him are moving quite yet i don't know if he's going to be starting come the beginning of the year now we still got another preseason game and then two weeks thereafter but right now do you see him starting I don't know. I think that's a toss-up. Yeah. I really do. I think that's a toss-up. Remember something. We don't see the practices. And that, you know, that says something, too, about whether or not a player earns a spot on the field. Right. You would think that you'd see a little bit more out of him. And you know what, Mike? We kind of went over to the defense without really talking a lot about the offensive line. So let's let's I was stop. Trying, I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> Well, Eichenberg played quite a bit. You know, yeah, they he gave didn't. Him, he didn't do bad last night. They played him quite a bit. Hey, Mike, listen. You know, the offensive line allowed Tua to move around, step up in the pocket, and make plays. Okay, and they ran the ball very well last night. Um, yep. And I understand that. We're going. We were going against their backups, and probably on the defensive side sure. as well, because sure. we talked about that on their offensive side. But the the point of the matter is, is that they gave the running backs opportunities to make plays, and they all averaged over four yards a carry. So they did a much better job this week, I thought, prior to the week 
you know, before, you know, against Chicago. And of course they were probably going against a little better defense the week before, but I, I felt I'd saw improvement with the exception of our uh, left tackle. You know, I don't think he had a good game again. I don't think he did either. You know, big holding penalty, um, you know, and, uh, I really don't think he played well in regard to you know pass blocking either. I mean, I don't know what you know what they graded out at. I didn't. Well, you know, they they signed Greg Little last week, who right. was a discard, and uh, they might have signed him with with a different intention than I think most people are assuming. You know, most people are assuming right tackle, but it could possibly be left tackle. They're thinking about. Well, let's hope that that's not the case. Um, you know, because if that does in fact happen, Mike, I have a feeling that, you know, if they do bench Austin, I think that you're going to wind up seeing Davis moved over to that left that, tackle. Yeah, that could be. That could you know, be. And then maybe little filling in at that right tackle spot. I don't know. I, I don't know what their intentions are. It's so hard to, yep. you know, as a fan, sit there and try and figure out what the hell. Well, I, I, I would think that they're not done at the tackle position either. I think if they can find somebody that they feel is an upgrade, they're going to, you know, jump okay. on it. Well, Mike, let's just hope. I mean, think about what you're saying right there and think about what we're talking about right now. The fact that we are thinking about a guy that's going to be discarded from another football team, not capable of making that team, even as a third or fourth tackle, and us picking them up and that player competing against a guy that we drafted in the first round. That can't be a good thing, and I don't even want to entertain that thought. I <laughs> it's just not don't. a good thing, and, and I'm sure no. it's not something the team would want to do. Yeah, uh, But if he keeps playing the way he's been playing, he right. may not be giving them an option. Yeah, I mean, he's still out there New starting. England's going to be better than uh, these backups that we're playing for Atlanta. Agreed. Uh, to me, you know, maybe I, I don't know what he's grading out at, but to me, it just seems like he always seems to be showing you bad plays, you know, and maybe we're just not seeing the good things that he's doing. I don't know. But the point of the matter is, is that over the couple of weeks, you know, anything that across that offensive line that has looked bad um, is generally. <laughs> <laughs> is is going in his direction. You know? I'm just going to say not, this. I, I know, I know that, Flora as well enough after watching him for two years that he doesn't let stuff go. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't let stuff slide. If he's not happy with something, he's going to make a change. Right. And uh, if he's not happy with Jackson, I would bet you that he's going to make a change. Now, whether or not he's disappointed in him, I don't know. I can't answer that. But time will tell. Exactly. And then the question becomes, do we have anybody better than him? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, Greer, that's Greer's job. You know, he's, he's got to fill in the missing pieces. Well, I'm saying on our roster right now, Mike, assuming that, you know, I don't think so. Honestly, there's don't. nobody better than him on our roster. So that's, that's, you, you just got to hope. Pa- it's not Panky, right? You just got to hope for the best. That's all. I mean, you know, we can joke around about it, but, um, you know, I, like I said, I mean, you know, we've talked about this offensive line situation until we're blue in the yeah, face. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about it, which is why I wanted to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you well, because we mean, just can't, there's nothing we can add to it that's going to, you know, that's going to bring anything to the equation. They just right. have to play better. Right. I mean, you know, I, I just wanted to mention that Eichenberg played quite a bit. Yeah. They got his feet wet. That was good to see. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe he becomes the left tackle after a couple of weeks. I don't know. But the good news is, is that, you know, we've got everybody on the football field, including, like I mentioned, Hunter Long. Mm-hmm. All these guys are playing. The defense that we're talking, we'll, we'll now talk a little bit more about that. Defense is playing without their best football player right now. And they're doing a very good job. Um you know, they didn't have – we talked a little bit about this before we got on in regard to the two young safeties. Neither one of them played. Our defense, once those 11 starters are on the football field, they're going to be a really good unit. Um, I think so. You know, our, our question marks, I think, we're on the other side of the football, and they're looking pretty good there too. This is going to be a really good football team this year. I, I, I truly believe that. I think that uh, – 
the coaching staff does a phenomenal job of preparing these guys week in and week out. And, and we're not going to get our asses handed to us on, on, on any given week. I mean, I know Buffalo stuck it to us late. Yeah. I'm not ready to say that, but, um, I am, I mean, I think that we're going to be extremely competitive week in and week out. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold my ground to that. You know, um, as long as Tua does not go out there and, you know, fail us, in a big way, I think that this team has – they have enough talent across the board to, to get by, including all across that offensive line, you know. So Well, well what, what I've seen of Tua is night and day from what I saw from Tua last year. But, again, we're talking two preseason games. You know, we'll be able to talk a lot better about Tua after our first two games of the season. Uh, you know, we play New England, we play Buffalo, and I think we'll have a much better idea about both the offensive line and the quarterback by then. Yep, absolutely. So, that, you know, that's what I'm waiting to see. The defense as well. Yeah, defense has got to play against those two football teams that you just absolutely to start the year. I mean, we're not we're not we're not winning or competing in those games if the defense is not capable of holding their own. Uh, in those games. I mean, they can't go out and give us an effort like they did in week 17 last year up in Buffalo. I mean, that's exactly. that, that's out of the question. You know, that's, that's complimentary that's, football. If the offense has a bad series, the defense has to pick them up. And if they have a bad series, two has got to get that team in the end zone. It's that simple. It is that simple. Period. That yep. simple. Got special teams looking good. Yeah, you know we've got. It's, to me, it seems like we got four guys that can well, return. Uh, didn't uh, we? Didn't we miss a field goal? Yeah, it was what a fifty-seven yarder, and damn it, he had the distance. Whatever just, it was, you know, you hate to see him miss. The guy's been so automatic. <laughs> you just hate to see him miss. You don't want to start no bad trend, you know. Yeah, a fifty-seven yarder, tough kick. I'll tell it you, it, that thing went. That thing would have been good from 65 yards. Uh, it was just wide he's, left. He's got a hell of a leg. I honestly believe he's the best kicker we've ever had. He very well might be. I think so. Now, maybe maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I don't think he will. I think he's, I think he's pretty darn good. You know, Garrow's rolling over in his grave, Mike, when you make that sort of comment. Well, Garrow so. was great for other reasons. Great pressure kicker, and, uh, you know, he had a lot of big kicks in his career. Yeah, so the special teams is is very very strong as well. They look good all the way around. I mean, if you're a Dolphin fan, you got a lot to be positive about. I mean, my God, I used to watch preseason games and come out of them crying, like, "What the frig is going on out <laughs> yep. there?" Yep. I mean, our offense looks horrible. I mean, when we had Tannehill here, and I, you know, I know. Yeah, we we always go back to him, but it, that's the most recent memories I have. I mean, there was millions of others. Well, too, you could but, say Chad Henney. You could say a whole bunch of quarterbacks oh, that we've had. God, they the were offense awful. looked yeah. terrible in the preseason. It's like, oh my God, can these guys look any worse? Now they look, they, they just look crisp. You know, that's the word you got to use. They yep. look crisp. They yep. look sharp. Yep. They look like they're on top of things, and um, that's all you can ask for in preseason is. Is look, looking at these guys and saying, man, these guys look like they're ready to play. You NFL, want to feel NFL they're game. capable. That's all. You just yes. want to feel they're capable. And and we we both have that feeling. These quarterbacks are looking capable. Now, hopefully they carry that into the season yes. against some tougher competition. But, uh, yes. you know, to get where we want to go, we've got to have it. So, uh, you know, they've got to get that done if, if we're going to compete at the end of the season. What we need to look at as well. Over the next couple of years, we've got number ones. You know, we're in yeah. a good position. You yeah. know, we're not we're not in a position like some other teams to where, you know, they've they've made trades, they've given up this, given up that. Going forward, we've still got the ability through the draft to to come up with some more big big players here. So let's just hope that um, you know the guys that we drafted in the first round this year are very productive for us going forward. And even a guy like Eichenberg and Hunter Long, these guys contribute. Our safety that we drafted, same thing. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of positives Big on this football develops. Team. Yep. Have to have them develop. Have to. Yeah. Have to. So, anyway. Yep. It, you know, it takes that. It takes Greer hitting on his, his draft choices, you know, and uh, – then those players have to have to produce, and and, and uh, Flores has to get the most out of them, and, and you know I believe he is, and and hopefully uh, that continues. So, 
Lewitt Flo- looks good in Dolphin Land. It does. Flores will, without question of a doubt, ha- do his job. He will have these guys prepared regardless. He'll have the best, the best eleven on offense, the best eleven on defense, and and so on and so forth. Special teams, he will have. I mean, he has this team prepared. All the faith in the world in the guy. I do too. I do too. I, and, and to be honest, I, I have faith in Greer. He's made some mistakes. I mean, there's no question about it, but I, I do think he knows what he's doing. And, and I do think that uh, he's going to fill in some of the missing pieces. I won't go as far as saying that. I didn't think you would. No, I'm not. I've, I'm I've not listened going to you the past month, but no, I do. I, I think that he's he's made some really good decisions as well as some poor ones. So. This year is going to be telling, Mike. I will say this. Yep. That's all I could tell you. Yep. These number one picks this year, you know, this season is key for him. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because it's not only the number one picks from this year, but it's the three number ones from last year that all have to contribute if they fail. I mean, we already talked about Well, Austin you're never going to hit on them all. Right. We have talked about Jackson. I think you need to see something out of Igbenogany. I think that's the real question mark. I think Tua has to prove that he was worthy of the number five pick, and that's you know, you've got two quarterbacks. Well, not so much Burrow because they couldn't have had him if they wanted him, but uh, you know, Herbert, you know, they you could have had him, you know, and, and Tua's got to prove he's just as good as he is, and, and we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, listen, it, it goes beyond it goes beyond the number ones, Mike. I mean, you know, like I said, it collectively. It does, sure. Collectively, you have to look at this season when it's all said and done, and um, and then we'll we'll figure out what the situation's going to be with Greer. It's just that simple. But I like and, the people he's brought in. I think these are good players. I just have that feeling now. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'll eat my words. Won't be the first time, but uh, I do. I like him. Well, we'll see what happens. I hope that yeah. is in fact the case. When I you really watch do. Waddle, do you think he's a playmaker? Uh Mike. He looks like he looks like a slot receiver to me right now. I mean, well, are, you, okay. are you asking me a quite? I mean, he does to me doesn't look any different than um, anybody else that we've used in the slot there right now. He does. He, he hasn't. I mean, we're through two two preseason games, so time will tell. Um, is is he going to be a dynamic football player? I think he will be. There's no question about that. But. By seeing him right now and seeing what he's you know, what he's done on the football field, he doesn't look like um, he doesn't look like he doesn't look any better to me than a Malcolm Perry has up to this point. You know, and I'm not I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying that he hasn't shown me anything more than what we haven't seen out of any other wide receivers. Well, I mean, his his resume is a little nicer than Perry's, I think. But we'll see. I mean, t- time will tell. Mike, there is a path. Going from where I sit here in Florida to <laughs> Anaheim, California, <laughs> of guys that had resumes coming out of college that I never know. made it in the NFL. Believe and, me, I know. And I'm not saying that Waddell is by I no means. I remember a guy by the name of Util Green. You know, so there's a million of them. But yep. the point is, is that you know Waddell, I, I Waddell, I don't think it, we're going to have any issues with whatsoever. I don't think he's going to be the concern. It's it's going to be it I mean it, it may be a concern if in fact a guy that we could have taken the offensive line becomes an issue that then he's going to be questioned in regard to that that man we we kind of screwed that up if the offensive line fails us this year. And you know Waddle becomes a guy that you know was no better than any of our other An receivers, average, right? right. Yep. You know he doesn't contribute as much, which I truly don't believe is going to be the case. I'll say that a third time. But at the when it's all said and done, this season is very very telling for Mister Greer as to whether he's going to be around another season, and I, I truly believe that because these guys. These guys, I know you say, well, we can't hit on everyone. Yeah, but you have to hit on when you got first round picks, you have to hit on a good majority of them. And if you've got four out of five failing you, that's not a good percentage. No, four out of five is not a good percentage. And that that is probably a percentage that will get you fired. But uh, 50 percent is probably the league average. And if he's at that or better, he's probably going to stick around. 
Right. I mean, you know, it, 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 listen, you, you look at this thing and, you know, you can always look at it in hindsight. You know, as a Dolphin fan, you know, me and you and everybody else, we look at, oh, man, we should have did this. We should have did that. Well, yes, when we did those things, we were talking about that. And, of course, everybody in the league looks at it and says, well, God, why did we take a corner when we could have had right. a phenomenal running back at that point or, or a, a phenomenal receiver? And then we could have came back this year and taken the offensive lineman and not had to worry about the receiver if we would have taken one, you know, where All we right. took Iggy. But, you know, you can go in a million different directions. But I have a question for you because go something ahead. you're saying doesn't make sense to me. Go ahead. You're saying to me this is the best deepest roster we've had in a long, long time. And then you're telling me the career should be in trouble. Okay. Doesn't make sense to me. He put together the roster. Okay. Explain. Explain? Yeah. If he put together the best roster we've had in a long, long time, and you feel like this roster is going to be competitive, why should he be in trouble? In two years, you're absolutely right. He should be in trouble, Mike, because – we have not made the playoffs, number one. this is, By us having the best roster doesn't necessarily mean that he has done everything that is contributing to this team playing the way they are. And this is my point in regard to Flores. Flores is getting the best out of every possible guy, every guy that's on that football field. He's got a football team prepared. And over these last two years, he's overachieved. Okay. And with that, with that roster, even last year. Okay. They somewhat overachieved. He's making chicken salad out of chicken chips. He's making the difference. It's up to Greer to make the decisions to where you've got guys that are home run hitters. Flores can only do so much with what he has. He has to have Austin Jackson become a dominant left tackle. Then you've made a nice choice there. You have to have Tua become an elite quarterback in the NFL, or at least a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. Igbenogany has to become a solid football player in the NFL. Phillips. Waddle. Waddle has to, in my opinion, Mike, Waddle has to become a Pro Bowl player. To to draft him where we drafted him. I agree with you there. I do agree with you Listen to me. If you draft Waddle where you drafted him, then damn it, he better be a friggin' Pro Bowl player year in and year out where he got drafted. Well, remember, they gave up a first round pick to move up and get him. Yeah, exactly. So you're exactly. right. So you're, even, right. <laughs> so you're throwing even more wood on the fire there. Okay. So with all that being said, and of course, Phil Phillips, our second round pick, who was a mid-round first rounder as well, has to be a football player there. Okay. And then these offensive linemen that they have all over the place, we have depth there. Um, but it's all young depth, and these guys have to become football players. Dieter, Kinley, Hunt, all of these guys that we've drafted, if they all fail us and we have the worst offensive line in football again this year, then, then he, you know, he's, he's got to be accountable for that. Um, you know, what Flores does with these guys once they're on the field is a totally different thing than what he is doing. He has to give us some home runs. And, you know, it's it's an absolute necessity that that takes place with some of these guys or else I think Greer is in trouble. So that's my point Um, in regard to the roster, Mike. Yeah, I mean, listen, the guy doesn't miss on every single thing that he's done. I mean, you throw you throw, you know, you throw a hundred things at the wall, you know, some of them are going to stick. There's no question about it. But, (laughs) but the key guys, the guys that you're going to build your football team around are these early first round picks and draft guys that are drafted. And those guys have to become your football players and, and the teams, the players that lead your football team to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. Um, You know, other teams are doing it. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, he's got to do the same thing. It's that simple. You know, Buffalo's done it in a very short time. They've been very, very smart. And Mike, my God, they turned it around in what, two years there? I they mean, did. very quickly. Yep. So, well, this might make you feel better. Uh, Hunt, Hunt wasn't charged with a pressure in uh, 28 snaps at uh, right guard. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Sealer recorded a pair of run stops on his 16 snaps. Raekwon Davis uh, flashed both in the run game and, and as a pass rusher, according to PFF. Okay. So, I mean, these are young guys that, that they are getting something out of it. And my point is, you're not going to hit on everybody. I've said this before. You know, uh, the league average is 50%. If you can hit on 60, 65, 70%, you're doing a great job as a GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, time's going to tell. And with that said, Lewis, is there anything else you want to uh, talk about? I just want to get the football season rolling already. I mean, Do you think they play their starters next week? Oh, God, that's so tough because there's two weeks. Yep. I mean, Mike, if you look at these first two games and the amount of time that uh, two has played and the offensive line has played and the defense has played, um, I, I don't know if there's any reason to think otherwise. Even though it's the final preseason game, it's not like in years past where you looked at the final preseason game to where you were playing an NFL game a week later. Right. You know, or eight, eight, eight nine days later because they usually – finish the season on a Thursday or a Friday, and then they have more than a week to prepare, or at least they did that in years past. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you have two weeks before you're getting back on a football field, do you really want your starters not being on a field for three weeks playing competitive football before the start of a season? I, You know, that's, that, that's a tough question. Tough. It's very tough. Very tough. Very tough. I, I, thought, I, I think you'd play them in a limited capacity, you know, maybe a quarter and then set them down. I think so. I think as the game unfolds, I think you're going to see all the starters in initially, maybe for a quarter if they're – if they, it just depends on how the game is going, if they're getting enough reps, you know, with the offense. I mean, yep. if they're going three and out a couple of times, you may see them go deeper on the offensive side. If the defense isn't playing well, you you know, I don't think it's going to matter. I think that, you know, on the defensive side, I think they're a little bit more established as a unit. Um, I think the offense is the is the side that needs as many reps as possible against competition. And I think that they should play a minimum of a quarter in this game going yeah, into I, the season. I would play them for a quarter and anybody with a band-aid sits. Yeah, agreed. 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 I mean, is it necessary to have Devontae or Albert Wilson out there? I don't think so. No. I mean, I'd like to see Fuller out there. I, I'll tell you that. Much. I would, too. I would, too. We have you not know. seen much of him at all. I mean, is it necessary to see Gusecki out there? Probably not. You know, I'd like to see the other tight ends like Hunter Long and those guys get yep. their opportunities. Yeah, see we're we're thinking are. along the same lines. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, all right. Uh, until next week, Lewis. Uh We'll, we'll talk about the game after it takes place. And uh, until then, fins up, everybody. Fins up. All right. So that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 